This is Secrets of the Most Productive People, a podcast where we try to figure out how to work smarter instead of harder. I'm Fast Company Deputy Editor, Kate Davis. And I'm Fast Company Assistant Editor, Anissa Pribisari-Horton. I don't know about you, Kate, but one of my least favorite aspects of job hunting has got to be writing a cover letter. Every time I have to do one, I get the worst kind of writer's block. Yeah, it's a strange kind of writing because it's a letter, so it feels like it should be at least kind of conversational and a little bit personal since you're writing it to a person, hopefully not a generic to whom it may concern. (laughs) But then it's also kind of a sales pitch, too. You want to convince them why you're the best person for the job. And then at the same time, you want to kind of interject a little personality into it and like tell your story in a way that isn't just like a list of skills that your resume is. So, yeah, it's a tough, tough thing to get right. So what do you hate about it? Do you you just not know what to include or you just don't like writing the letter itself? Well, so in theory, I know what I'm supposed to put in. Believe it or not, I actually used to read Fast Company long before I started working here. (laughs) I think think you told me that in your interview. (laughs) But I still find the whole concept of promoting myself so cringeworthy. Like, I still think it's a balance to promote yourself without sounding like a know-it-all. And I know that everyone responds differently to different working styles. So I feel like there's more at stake when I write a cover letter versus just, you know, putting together a resume, which I feel like is just kind of a list of experiences formatted nicely. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, a cover letter is definitely way more personal than a resume. And it can definitely feel kind of unnatural to put together, especially when you don't know who you're writing to. But for even of those of us who write and edit things for a living, writing a cover letter is different than everything else. So if you've listened to our most recent episode, you probably know that in this season, we are tackling everything career-related. This week, we'll be taking on the cover letter. Do you really need one? Do hiring managers even read them? What happens if you don't send one? How do you make it engaging and different from everyone else? Later in the episode, Jamie Hitchens, a senior recruiter at Glassdoor, will answer some of these questions. But first, let's start with whether or not a cover letter is even necessary. The answer to that is yes, if the company asks you to write it. If they don't ask you to, or if they make it optional, I still think that you're putting yourself at a disadvantage if you don't include it. I always read cover letters when I'm hiring, and the content of them certainly does factor into what I think of a candidate overall. Some recruiters or hiring managers may only skim them, but I still think it's worth including. It's another tool to sell yourself, and why wouldn't you want to use that? Yeah, I remember asking this question to recruiters and hiring managers because I've done several stories on this topic, and ultimately it does come down to personal preference. Some recruiters admit that they don't even read it, even if they say they ask for it, and others say that it's the most important thing in an application and it can make or break whether or not a candidate gets through to the next round. The thing is, you never know what they're going to think. So I think it's always safe to send one because a recruiter isn't going to punish you if they don't have time to read it. They'll just put it to the side. But if it turns out they do value cover letters and you don't send one, then that can impact your application negatively. Yeah, and the recruitment process might change as technology becomes more prevalent in our hiring process. But I don't think we're really at a point yet where the cover letter is dead. Definitely not. And I also feel like as a candidate, there is a huge benefit in writing cover letters. As you mentioned earlier, Kate, it's a chance to show the hiring manager your personality and also who you are as a human being, which is really, really hard to do in your resume. The way I see it, a resume shows the hiring manager that you've got the experience and skills necessary for the role you're applying for. And a cover letter is a chance for you to show them that you're actually a great person to work with and not someone unlikable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I think... I think that's also a good place for us to just say here that one of the biggest no-nos of writing a cover letter is to start with a generic, my name is Kate and I'm applying for this position. A professional resume and cover letter writer told one of our editors to think of a cover letter like a narrative. So it has a beginning, a middle and an end. 
I personally find the beginning to be the trickiest, but he recommended that you should start with why a company should hire you. You know, it might be because you're super passionate about their product and so your understanding of the customer experience makes you a great fit for their marketing team. Or maybe you have a great idea or two about what you would do to improve their Twitter page if you were applying for a social media position, for example. Or maybe you have ideas on how you would solve a particular problem that you know the company is having. Yeah, you just have to be really sure that you know what you're talking about there because when it comes to solving a company challenge, because if you're not careful and you give kind of the wrong answer, you accidentally insult them, it could totally backfire. Yeah, I can see that. So now we'll hear a conversation I had with Jamie Hitchens, a senior recruiter at Glassdoor. She reviews hundreds of resumes and cover letters per week for the job and recruiting website so she knows all the best practices and mistakes to avoid. So does she think that the cover letter is going away anytime soon? No, actually, one of the very first things she said was that it's a best practice to always send a cover letter. I'm Jamie Hitchens and I'm in talent acquisition at Glassdoor. We are one of the largest jobs and recruiting sites I've been recruiting for about 12 years now, and I am typically looking roughly 50 plus cover letters a week. They are less common than resumes. They do not always come along with a resume, though I would default to including one. Not every recruiter is going to read the cover letter, but it is a best practice to have one. So what every cover letter should include is it should be addressed to the appropriate person and company. So if you don't have the recruiter or hiring manager's name, you can simply address it to, for example, if it was coming to me, to the Glassdoor team. Sir and ma'am and to who it may concern are outdated. And you should also be writing a fresh cover letter for each role you're applying to. It should be brand new. It should be completely tailored to the role that you are applying for. You want to keep it concise. Sometimes I see very long cover letters and three very brief paragraphs tops with just the relevant information is important. And it's really the time for you to show more of your personality and passion and excitement for this opportunity, which you don't really get a chance to do in your resume as that's a little more formal. So it's filling in the blanks of what a resume can't say. And the things that people should not do in cover letters are have very long cover letters. Again, the three brief paragraphs are ideal. You also don't want to be overly formal in your verbiage. You really want to try to mirror the voice and the style of the company you're applying for. And you can figure out what that looks like by going to their company website or looking on their social media and mirroring that. Are there any cover letters um, that you just think, oh my God, where did this person get this idea to write this type of cover letter from? <laughs> Absolutely. Some people write these several page cover letters telling me their life story, a lot of personal information. I don't want to know about that. That is not what this experience is about. I think that's great that you have your your life outside of work, but that is not relevant to why I would consider you for a role or not. And, you know, as far as the anatomy of a cover letter, it's really pretty simple. You know, you want to address the person and then you want to really grab them with this intro sentence. Um, something could be, if it were me, maybe, you know, my approach to talent acquisition is simple. I strive to be the kind of recruiter I'd want to work with. Something like that. It shouldn't just be, I am applying to this role at this company because that's pretty redundant. And then you should include concrete metrics highlighting results you've achieved. You should, at the end, summarize your experience without being redundant. 
and then end with, you know, a s- sincerely or best regards. Yeah. So I want to talk about the closing of the cover letter. What's the best way, you know, I'm not talking about kind of sign off, but what is the best way to close a cover letter? I would say circling back to why you're interested in the company. I am passionate about Glassdoor's mission and would love to bring my experience doing this to the role. That's perfect. Keep it simple. You really, in your cover letter, want to highlight what you are going to bring to the table, not necessarily what the company is going to be able to do for you. Are there any words or phrases that you recommend candidates stay away from? Stay away from. Um, I think it should be more about the company instead of I, 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 me, me, me. Not that this would be a great opportunity for my career, but I believe with my skills and my experience, I could elevate this game to the next level, something like that. Yeah, one other thing. So you had mentioned that a cover letter should be about three paragraphs. And I think a lot of people have trouble understanding what details to include in the cover letter and what details to include in the resume. You know, how specific should they be when they're talking about accomplishments? Should they mention facts and figures or is it more just a broad overview? Can you talk me through kind of how specific you think a cover letter should be? I think they should be pretty specific in the sense that you should think of maybe one really big project, one or two big projects where you had a big accomplishment. I started this program and these were the results and I still manage the program and this is what we're doing with it this year. Really talking about what you drove, how it's made an impact on the business and how it's continuing to move forward. Something like that would be great. Too high level is not detailed enough, probably. Have you been impressed by a particular cover letter? And, you know, do you have any kind of specific examples that you can share with our listeners about a cover letter that really blew your mind? Yes, I can think of a couple cover letters that blew my mind. I think the formula for those were they addressed the right person, so they had done their research. They also had reached out to somebody who worked at Glassdoor. So they had an in and had already spoken with somebody here to learn more about the culture that they could then speak to, that they tied into what they were passionate about and also tied in that they were passionate about our mission and maybe why they were passionate about it. Maybe Glassdoor is a tool that helped them get their previous job. Something like that where it's a little more personalized and how the company has already had you know, more of a personal impact on their professional career and getting to the point really quickly, just stating the facts and ending on a really enthusiastic note of, I would love the opportunity to work at Glassdoor because of this. I look forward to hearing back from you. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Yeah. Thank you so much for the great opportunity. I appreciate it. If you want to get your career questions in front of someone like Jamie, let us know. Leave us a voicemail using the number in our show notes or tweet us using the hashtag FCMostProductive. This episode of Secrets of the Most Productive People is brought to you by Citrix. We're obsessed with staying sharp in our careers. So is Citrix. That's why Citrix is bringing you Productivity Confidential. These bonus episodes cover the latest insights into things like remote work, artificial intelligence, and workplace wellness to unlock creativity and productivity at your workplace. Find it wherever you find Secrets of the Most Productive People. Learn more at citrix.com slash fastco. And now it's time for our You Might Want to Write This Down segment. So press pause and get your pen ready because you might want to write this down. How to write a compelling cover letter. 
Number one, address it to the right person. Starting a cover letter with dear sir or madam or to whom it may concern makes a bad impression from the very first words. At least if you really can't find the hiring manager's name, find the right team and address it to them. Number two, at the start of your letter, give the hiring manager a reason to keep reading. Lots of recruiters have told us that writing to say you are applying for X job at X company is wasted space. It could be an aspect of a job description that you're really drawn to, or a story of how a company's products have helped you personally, or maybe what you're excited to contribute should you be hired. Think about what you'd want to see in a cover letter if you were the one hiring someone. Number three, include specific examples. Your resume is where you quantify your achievement. Your cover letter is where you get to talk about your thought process behind that successful project. Remember, a cover letter is a good way to show off your personality, so don't be afraid to inject some of that because it will keep the hiring manager interested. And that's all for this episode. We want to hear your career questions for future episodes. What are you struggling with on your job hunt? What's the career question that has you stumped? Leave us a voicemail at 201-371-FAST, that's 201-371-3278, and we'll find an expert to answer your questions. Again, that number is 201-371-3278, or you could tweet us your question with the hashtag FCMostProductive. In our next episodes, we'll be tackling your online presence and how to nail a job interview. If this episode was helpful for your job search, please let us know. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can follow Fast Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Secrets of the Most Productive People is produced by Danielle Roth.